Pastor Morris, you are expressing concern about something that you call the, the great silent epidemic. I think this epidemic is not resting one day a week. Uh, and of course, I go back to the Bible and the, the uh, top 10 list that God originally came up with. And uh, the fourth commandment is actually about resting. I used to actually think that it was about going to church. And it's kind of unusual to hear a pastor say that. Uh, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't go to church. I do believe in going to church. But the fourth commandment really is about stopping work. Whatever you do for work, stopping and resting, not only your body, but your mind and your soul, uh, at least one day a week. When we talk about work, when the Bible talks about work, are we talking about labor, what you do the rest of the week? Or are we kind of talking about don't go out and mow your lawn? You know, how? where's the line there? Yeah, I think it's talking about what we do for a living, what we do the rest of the week. Uh, you know, we've, I've got so many testimonies from people who've done this in our church. Uh, I have a doctor friend of mine that got convicted and decided, you know what, I'm going to do this um, again. I did it for a while, but I've gotten busy. My practice has grown. And so he decided Sunday was the best day for him. And he was lying down to go to sleep that night after resting for a day. And this idea came to him. And he said, I got, I thought, I got to write this down. But then he thought, oh, but I decided I wasn't going to work. But he looked at the clock, and it was 12.01 a.m. And month, so it was really Monday morning. So he wrote it down. Uh, it's now changing the medical field. It's changed, changed his practice. He's able to better serve his patients. Other doctors, other hospitals are starting to do this. But he got this creative idea after resting one day a week. It appears that the, the Lord might, in some cases, when you're obedient to the fourth commandment, uh, give you something uh, in, in return, or your mind and spirit is so relaxed that you're, you're more receptive? Yeah, I really believe it is. I believe the Lord designed us to be that way. And I think many of us run where, if we talk about our fuel tanks, uh, down close to empty, uh, sometimes we don't realize that it's not just physical rest that we need. Uh, I talk about in the book how we really have four tanks that we need to keep filled. And that's, a, a, yes, a physical tank, but also a spiritual tank, obviously, as believers, but a, a mental tank and an emotional tank as well. And I think sometimes we're snappy or irritable uh, because our emotional tank is drained. Uh, or we know about being tired physically, but in the same way, mentally, we're tired, and we can't really think and be as creative as God intended us to be. We were created by a creative being, and so I think he can give us creative thoughts. I think it really boils down to, do we trust God to provide for us um, everything that we need if we'll take a day off and rest one day a week? And that's really where the Sabbath began, was he was giving them manna, and he only he on the sixth day he gave them enough for the sixth and seventh day because he wanted them to rest that seventh day. Your book, of course, the title is "Take the Day Off: Receiving God's Gift of Rest." So, in a sense, whereas we need to do something and take action on our own, uh, this is a gift from God. We need to look at it that way. It's not a burden; it's a blessing. And you know, if our employer said, "Hey, take the day off," we'd be excited. But it seems like when God tells us to take the day off, we start getting stressed out and worried and thinking, well, I might not get promoted. I might not work as hard. And it really does come down to a matter of trust that if we do it God's way, 
God will bless us and we'll get those promotions and we'll actually even be able to get more work done in the six days than we could if we did in seven. In a sense, at least in one sense, the Bible kind of serves as a an owner's manual for our bodies, minds, spirits. Yes, it really does. I think God knows how to do it. And when you think about even the seventh day week, um, the seventh day in a seven-day week, God's the one who invented it. I mean, it could have been a, a nine-day week. It could have been a five-day week. God created the world in six days and rested on the seventh. And I think he also did it as a witness, because if you think about it, the Jewish people uh, rested on that day. And if they were doing business with other nations, they told them, we rest on the seventh day. And they would ask him, well, why do you do that? And they could share then about the God who was the one true God, the God who created everything in six days and rested on the seventh. And if you don't mind my asking, I understand that your idea for the sermon, for the book itself, sort of started when you found an empty sock drawer at home. Could could you tell us about that? <laughs> yeah, it's a it's an embarrassing story in some ways. It was uh, I call it now the great underwear crisis of 2004. Um, I'd been going and going and going like all of us and traveling, and I uh, took my shower and opened the underwear drawer and only had one pair left. And I just thought to my, I, I couldn't think, I just couldn't think, what am I going to do tomorrow? You know, uh, pastors should wear underwear, you know, I couldn't think that I could wash or I could go to Walmart and buy, you know, 12 pair for 97 cents. And none of those thoughts, I was so tired. And when I opened my sock drawer, I didn't have any socks. And I actually felt myself beginning to cry, uh, getting emotional because I didn't have any socks for that day. And so I talked with a friend of mine and said, I think I'm losing my mind. And he said, you're not losing your mind, Robert. You're just tired. And that's when I began to explore about refueling myself and learn that I needed to rest on a regular basis. And God gave us that plan all the way back, starting with the Ten Commandments. All right. Pastor Morris, we sure appreciate your talking with us. Thank you very much. Thanks, Richard.